This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Production services by Sidekick Media Services. And listeners like you supporting us at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Time to get geeky, get awesome. It is the awesome cast. I'm Mike Sorgat, Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, hanging with all y'all today. And with us, first of all, from Studio C in the Big D of Dormont, Pennsylvania, he is a gadget guru, a Big Bank International Esquire. It is the Chilla. It's been like uh, a month. How's it going? Hey, you have been missed. I've missed being here. I've been, well, and also, been I missed crazy. I, missed, I missed half the month too. So uh, September was kind of a. <laughs> well, it was funny because I was like, "Oh, I can do it tonight," and I'm like, "We on? Oh no, it's can't." I'm like, no, "Oh no, man, no, no. yeah, yeah." Sorry about that. It oh, got, that's it got hey, a little wild. You know, things things happen. We ended up at I, we we had cool reasons. I got to, I got to hang out in a wind tunnel with Katie, and then uh, and then what was the other reason? Oh, it was a workshop. Well, okay, it was still auto drive. That was kind of cool. Anyways, also with us, uh, somebody who's been a replacement Chilla and Dutters over the last few weeks <laughs> is uh, Dave Potter of the iPhoneography podcast, who I'm sure has got, had some really fun stuff to talk about the last couple of weeks with the iPhone releases. Oh, yeah. 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 Ton- tons of fun stuff. Tons of stuff who actually of people who actually have the new iPhone mm-hmm. and what it can and cannot do and all the fear mongering. Oh, the fear mongering. We would talk about that later on the show or Patreon or something like that. Speaking of Patreon, um, uh, tune in uh, if you're with us on Patreon. Uh, Guys, uh, 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 and I know Chili won't be able to stick around for this, but I'm going to tell you how I managed to give somebody advice in Silicon Valley this week uh, for a startup investment. (laughs) So uh, I thought it was an interesting uh, moment. I even started watching Silicon Valley again last night, just to throw something on when I, when I landed and just needed to fall asleep to something. Um, cause I feel like I kind of lived it a little bit this week. Uh, I actually just came back. We did a uh, formula SAE Tesla, uh, EV workshop. Once again, we did it last year, uh, as our second year going up there in Fremont, California by way of San Jose, I guess you could say, and of course, I did a few homages. And first of all, guys, I have an unboxing of an Apple product, guys. Are you excited? What's the Apple product? I um, went to. So excited. I went to the homage. I drew by the Googleplex. I saw the amphitheater that they were building a year ago when I walked around. And then I went to the, the visitor uh, center at Apple Park because it's just a really cool place. I just needed a chill place. It is a chill place to be. Okay, until they close and kick me out at six o'clock. But I brought back this thing. I don't know if you can see. I can't. I can barely see on my video, but that's an Apple logo in the middle. There, it's white on white. You know, but, it's a new uh, Mac Mini. Look at that. Look at that. It's no, so thin. It is a T-shirt. No, it's over here. There, it's a T-shirt, and this is the first not white T-shirt that I've seen there. Is a, oh wow! It's it, my my ex- messing with my exposure on my camera when I pull it up. Look, I'm dark. I'm light. I'm dark. I'm light. Audio, just the theater of the mind. So um, no, I and I I don't I think I neglected to do this last year for whatever reason. And also, I try not to open it until I get home, and then I throw it in my baggage, and the box gets a little uh, uh, creasy. Um, mm. So, anyways, I thought it was fun that they they get they do they stack these on the shelves um, underneath a display. I, I got three um, uh, XL because. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had a lot more in my size this time, um, but like XL was the closest down, so I wanted to just overcompensate mm. and be comfortable. So we are going to unbox this live on the air here. There you go. Ooh, it's a nice navy oh. blue. Look at that. Look at that logo. Look at that old school Apple logo rainbow situation. Uh, we are bagged. We are uh, there's a there's a price tag on this thing too, uh, so there you go. That is nice. And by the way, I like so I got the like the circle Apple Park one that they had last year. They still have the uh, the the art ones, and there was one last year I really had an eye on, and it looked like they had it, but I decided to go for this because this is the only one that was more than a one X. And I could wear a one X, but you know I just want to mm. you know I want to be well, uh, be extra comfortable. Well, also, congratulations! Congratulations! 
unfitting the One X. I kind of got less fitty of the One X over the last oh. couple of months. Eh, so, uh, eh, travel I'm travel more, message up. Yeah, oh, travel message me up. up. I'm about like I was. Been, I've been about ten pounds over where I was. You know, I just need to get COVID again to lose that pound. So I'm gonna <laughs> don't right, say that. We have a live wearing, a live dressing on air. There you go. I'm not even gonna take the tag off of this thing. Ah, there we go. Now I'm full, full on Apple. Look at that. That's a nice mm-hmm. shirt. This feels nice. Ooh, I'm going to put my headphones on so I can hear you guys. There you go. Wow. Like they're a sponsor. Yeah, there's a nice wraparound on this, too. Let's Look see. at that. Look at that. It goes, it goes to the crease, at least. Mm-hmm. Well, that's nice. Looks like a decent material, too. Like, it looks very soft. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit of cough going on there. Still got some drainage, but uh, excuse me. Yeah, no, and that's what the other one was too. It, it it's very, it's a very nice material, and for a forty dollar t shirt, it feels better than the wrestling ones that I get most of the time. So, um, no, so yeah, so there you go. That is, uh, this is the newest one. It looks like that they had there. Um, this I didn't think about. Um, they, because somebody was uh, looking for a certain size or shirt or something, and the lady was telling them, uh, the cash cashier, are they cashiers there? I guess. Uh, the checkout helper lady um, was saying about, oh, yeah, there's a first Apple store down the way. And I'm just thinking, I was like, oh, that's right. Like, one infinite loop has to be close, too, right? Five minutes down the road. I drove around one infinite loop. There's still some Apple signs there. Um, so I just that was a nice little extra homage to uh, to go to. But the biggest thing I wanted to talk about was I went to the Computer History Museum. I think we talked about this when it opened or when they had something uh, significant that they were unveiling there. Um, it is in Mountain View, California, uh, kind of a stone's throw from uh, 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 Google. Everything seems right off the highway here, which is kind of amazing. Um, the, the Apple Park is right off the highway. This was right off the highway. Um, Googleplex is not very far from the highway. And and I was really impressed with this. So that, like the... So the uh, they went back to um, all the way back to like they're like, like their, their thing is two thousand years of computing, and they go back to like the abacus, right? And then they go then they go through like all the different t- kinds of computing, especially especially in the early twentieth uh, century here, um, and and how these machines worked and and what they did. Um, I can't even remember half of this stuff, um, and it goes all the way in you know, the old Superman uh, uh, comics as well to the IBM machines. There's there's an IBM seven oh nine. On the wall there, and it's talking about that kind of stuff. This is in the 1950s, uh, from the looks of things. Um, old radar things. This was kind of the interesting thing. A nice note from this. Uh, this is like one of those radar scope looking um, computer monitors, and you notice they had to sit here. And I think they were they were doing um, um, projections for missiles or bombs or nuclear testing or something like that. And you notice on the left here, if you're with us on the visuals, there's an ashtray and cigarette lighter. And, um, and, and, and the note on this was the job was, was hours and hours of absolute unmitigated boredom followed by moments of sheer terror, 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 sheer terror. Uh, so, so I, I imagine there was a lot of smoking happening there. And actually there's a close up there of the, of the, uh, thing. Uh, there's a Cray one computer that was sitting there. Um, there was, uh, this is a, a computer that, um, Honeywell was trying to market for the kitchen computer. There's supposedly only two of these were made, but it was featured in a catalog. Uh, so it is pretty interesting. There's a Silicon Valley napkin from the wagon wheel, uh, in the 1970s. Uh, that, that's, that was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of great displays, Intel over the years. This is an old robot from the 1970s from early AI work that they did. Uh, that they called shaky because the movements were very shaky. Uh, so a lot of other kind of robots. And then, of course, you got into things like AutoCAD, Pixar computers. Um, there's, a, there's a Pixar old uh, Pixar computer from uh, way back there, 1986. 1986. Uh, they had, of course, oh, and there's a QCAT. I was excited about that because I have a QCAT. Yes. I didn't even know. I just noticed that they have wired uh, tape to the side of it. Um, we'll talk about QCAT some other time, or you can look it up in the archives, you know, and then of course they had, they had a small video game section with the, uh, Pong and early prototypes of Atari there on the left. Um, but along with like this, this was just a very cool, um, display of this. It took about an hour. 
so much that my Tesla, um, uh, I have a lot of over over limit fees for our idle fees. Don't leave your Tesla, by the way, uh, on the charger. They pay you, they charge you a lot, especially in California. Um, this is exciting. The Apple One computer, which is just a circuit board in a wooden box <laughs> for the most part. Um, but they have that there uh, as well as uh, just a lot of other stuff. Um, so this is a run of the original Google servers, rack servers that they had on here. Uh, and uh, that is a early, early uh, I, uh, uh, DARPA um, internet computer that they had back in the day. Uh, this is this is very very cool. Uh, wait wait, where is it? Yeah, that was the next computer, so that's probably familiar to uh, Cynthia Klosky, who used to work there and told us some uh, her one meeting of Steve Jobs. Uh, there's Jarvis uh, or Jeeves. I'm sorry. There's Jeeves. Ask Jeeves himself. <laughs> I asked him questions. So uh, really did cool. He answer? Yeah, no, he did not. Pets. He's he shut down. They said they turned his server off. There's a Pets.com sock puppet. Uh, they had a Waymo car in the uh, in the lobby by the cafe. Uh, so very worthwhile. And then they had a whole section on, um, I love that there's this world's smallest computer display here. And it's from uh, Michigan University of Michigan that we do a lot of work with for AutoDrive. Uh, World of Warcraft server blade. Uh, and then they, they had a software section where they had a whole corner about World of Warcraft. They had a section on Wikipedia. Uh, oh, there's a, this is what my Patreon is going to be about. This is, the, this is the fellow that I helped with some advice uh, where we took a picture by the um, car crash testing uh, Ford uh, 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 Toyota section. So, um, but we'll, we'll get to that in the, uh, in the post. So yeah, it was very cool. Um, they even had, Oh, one last thing I want to show you guys. This was not working, but they had, was the, was the original, I didn't take a picture of the sign. Uh, the original space war was the first video game that they did in one of the labs. Right. And they rebuilt the lab and they haven't set it to play. It wasn't operating when I was there. So they had these extra buttons. So you're not actually touching the computer or anything like that. But then they set up an entire IBM server room. There was a restoration project, right? And yeah, it's, it, all the tape-to-tape, reel-to-reel uh, server situations, all the inputs and output machines and everything like that, all set up there. Uh, it is the uh, 1401 demo lab. Uh, so that was very cool to see that. And see just how some of the parts are just so just look like off the shelf parts when you look through like there was like a clear space it was just you look at all the wiring and everything like that how not clean it was which is actually kind of wild because i'm going from that to uh we were doing the ev workshops with tesla and um the S one of the sae sections is like talking about building your box and the access and everything like that and i'm looking at these and i'm just like they just kind of threw the wires in there you know because i don't think there's anywhere else for all the wiring to go for the bandwidth they just need a lot to happen over there so that was very cool it's a computer history museum computerhistory.org and i have one more awesome thing to go along with that um because there was a little qr code uh, uh sign when i walked in i'm really 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 glad that i caught this um it is a museum guide you can uh use a web version but there's also an app it's called guide go uh, guide go g-u-i-d-i go uh, that you can pick up on the app store. And then actually, this actually has, uh, looks like it's got tours from stuff at the Heinz Hen History Center here in Pittsburgh. So that was kind of cool. But there was a web version that you initially go to. And there's my notes, so we'll get out of that. Uh, and you can do a walk around here. And then as you go, there's actually an audio um, tour that happens as you go from display to display. And says, hey, walk over here and you'll see this thing. And you could actually do the Computer History Museum tour uh, in browser here and actually kind of see what's going on there. So that was very cool. I listened to the whole damn thing, guys. <laughs> I took the entire audio tour of this thing. And I am not somebody that does audio tours of museums, right? Like, this completely got me. I was completely down with the idea. Uh, and and I, loved, I loved every minute of it. Uh, so if you're in the uh, near Mountain View, California, in the Bay Area, Highly, highly recommended to go to the Computer History Museum, computerhistory.org, for more information. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of what they have there. Uh, so it's a very, very fun, fun experience for that. So, but yeah. Uh, so anyways, um, I, I have some other things probably to talk about maybe later if we get to them uh, from the trip out there. I did drive a Tesla again. I did not get myself into too much trouble with it this time, mostly. Uh, but, uh, so, well, let me ask you last time you were out there with the Tesla, wasn't Dutters with you? 
that was in um that was in Florida. Or was that that was in Florida? That okay. In, yeah, that was in Florida back in uh in March. So well, I'm taking the tag off because it's really itchy. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on. I would just like I'll just hang it there. There you go. There you go. That's my little extra deal. All right, we'll take care of that. Um <laughs> mostly entirely uh so yeah so that that was kind of cool uh chilla what is your awesome things a week so my awesome thing of the week is an actual app for your ipad i haven't tried it with the new iphone yet um <clears throat> it does from my understanding require a device with the USB-C port yep, um but it is an app called orion and it pretty much turns your ipad into an hdmi monitor um I've the cool wanted thing this with for, I, i've wanted this for so long so it, it's interesting because you know the ipad or ios now um or ipad os i guess will let you hook in an external webcam now mm-hmm. um so it's kind of using some of that tech um but I bought an uber cheap $9 um, USB-C to HDMI capture. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not the equality that you're going to get out of like an Elgato or something along those lines. Um, but I will say like I used my iPad and I have the big um, pro. Um, <clears throat> I used it as a secondary monitor for my laptop and it was rather impressive um even like doing some some video like watching a video Mm -hmm. um anything that's normal just screen type work Mm -hmm. refresh rates great um i'm actually because i am so happy with it i'm actually thinking about getting the pro version um you don't need the pro version to do to me anything you know professional with it the the pro version gives you kind of you can set it to it does claim to unlock an ai powered 4k upscale um, for video input i'm not that worried about that it actually has a crt filter for old school gaming Mm. it has a and kind of gives you like that vhs playback type vibe um but i don't know like not having to carry because a lot of times and i don't want to pick it up because it's actually hooked up right now um I have like a 13 and a half, 14 inch portable monitor Mm -hmm. um, that I take around with me a lot. Um, Now I don't even take that. I just bring the the little dongle um, and I am off to the races with pretty much anything. I plugged my switch into it. Yeah. Um, That worked well. Anything that you would want to take a, a small kind of TV with you to, to do something, whether I, I know I've, I've, read reviews where they're kind of using it as an external monitor display for camcorders for um, photography for pretty much anything that you would want to plug something into yeah um and it just it you plug the dongle fire up the app plug the dongle in and you're off to the races it's kind of cool the first time the app starts up it as you swipe across it it makes it look like you're like tearing open a box um and it it just it just works i love that uh, so so i i've been because i you know i have i have an old you know an ipad you know of course it's thunderbolt so it's not going to work with this but i'd love if somebody had an option for that to work as well and i've you know i'm always carrying around that and phones and things i'm like why can't i just do it and just so you know and, and this is what i use for uh the switcher and stuff and and i brought three of these with me to um to california because these are the uh this is a tomos ninja i got two of these guys and i have a black magic video assist just as like little like confidence monitors and things like that and recorders and you know so so for this is a double purpose because it's also a recorder and i had some situations where i wanted to throw some backup recordings on certain on like just one camera or the slideshow mm-hmm. presentation or something like that so this is the solution i have but like to know that but I don't know how many times I haven't brought these things. And I was like, man, I have an iPad sitting here. Why can't this be an input? You know what I mean? So this really mm-hmm. kind of does that. It's unfortunate because, like, you know, for me, I'm not purchasing I'm not purchasing a brand new M1 iPad or USB-C iPad or whatever 
because that that seems like it's going to be a little costly for what we'll be getting. Um, but but still, like if you have it, well, you know, kind of like the camera. What's the best uh, 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 extra external screen for you? Is the one you have. You have an i. <laughs> you have your iPad on you that is compatible with this because you have a newer iPad. So now you know you're starting to answer a question I, I've been asking myself this week. Because I've been looking at new iPads, because I, I I just have that older one, which was one that we got for fifty cents off of AT and T several years ago, which is the one that travels with me just to watch video, like I, hey I want to watch my Netflix or this or uh, Peacock or something just in the in the hotel room or maybe hook it up to the TV. Half the time it ends up being my phone and I use my own internet. But uh, you know I you know why do I buy an uh, a, 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 an M1 M2 iPad at this point? Is Final Cut the answer? I don't like. I don't know where it fits I'll, into my life right to, now. I'll have to check because don't forget the new just iPad is now USB C. So so maybe I don't need to get the full one. But also, if I'm going to get one, shouldn't I get an M1 so that I can do Final Cut and find out how that would be effective, right? So I don't know. Those are the kinds of ideas I'm kind of running through right now. Um, so, but also just, I don't know, I have a MacBook Pro, so I don't know that, you know, throwing an iPad in the collection, like, I feel like I duplicate things at that point, but I don't know. That, that's, that's the idea rolling around, because I haven't had a new iPad in ages at this point, so, and that's, and I'm starting to notice that they're not getting upgrades anymore. So that means, okay, start thinking about the new one, because pretty soon this thing's going to get no updates, and then apps are going to stop working and things like that within the next year or so, so. So that's been a concern. So, but that's that's it. At least like you get signs of that, you know, a little bit. My my mm-hmm. my old Series Three uh, Apple Watch that I use for nighttime sleeping did not get the update, you know. So I think Series Four and up. So, you know, you, you know, you know, and Sork. Yeah, I just I just looked on the Apple site mm-hmm. um, of the current iPads for sale. Mm-hmm. The iPad Ninth Generation is the only one with the Lightning port. Okay. So if you get the, the the iPad by itself, iPad blank, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. as long as you get the tenth generation one, that has USB and that starts at four forty nine. Hmm. Even the even the mini start the, the mini has a USB C. Yep, that's impressive. That is impressive. And the the interesting thing, because I've had like my laptop is USB C. Both my laptops, mm-hmm. like for charging, for cabling, for whatever, I ha- I've been running the iPad Pro for the last couple generations, and it's USB-C. It's interesting. I never realized how many Lightning cables I was keeping around just uh-huh. for my phone. Uh huh. J- literally, just pretty much for my phone. Yep. Um. My- so I, and I, and I hopped in the car my first day with with the new iphone and i'm like oh i can't use carplay because there's a lightning cable in here uh hopping into a tesla and realizing everything is USB-C, <laughs> and my adapters wouldn't work um that i had so i was like okay i ended up using the cigarette lighter adapter uh for my phone because i'm just like i don't know why these aren't mm. connecting and just went with it so um Anyways, not that there's CarPlay. You'd think a Tesla would have like induction charging. You could just lay your phone on some pad. Yeah, we had like a Honda Pilot or something recently that had that, and we're like, oh, this is nice. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, but yeah, no, that's that's our CRV. Maybe I had a CRV. Yeah, I know a lot of them are doing like the in the little. Yeah, yeah, in that little cradle, uh, that little area, because now Air or CarPlay can be wireless. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. So like you just throw your phone on there and it charges and then you're wirelessly car playing. Yeah, I can't remember what we had when we went to uh, Baja, Ohio, but like Katie like threw her phone down and was like, oh, it's charging. I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Potter, what is your awesome yes. thing? Uh, also, I do want to thank you mm-hmm. for mentioning the Tesla mm-hmm. um, because I'm going out in a week, week, a week. Yes. Uh, just over a week. To visit my dad. And he has a Mach-E. A Mustang Mach-E. Okay. So, and all my cords I have are USA, USB-A mm-hmm. into Lightning. 
mm-hmm. for charging the phone in the car. So I will have to make sure that I have an adapter or something else or just make sure it's charged up at his house. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> uh, there was a nice batch Good. of adapters that Missy got me, actually. Little, like, $10 for these, like, just little... Little inline USB C to A and, and backwards because mm-hmm. we kept running into it. She's just like, I'm just buying you like a pack of the, each of these. I'm like, okay. So yep. I have those floating around my bag just in case. But I, that is one thing I will have to remember. So mm-hmm. my awesome thing is something I actually picked up at the clearance section of Walmart. Ha! Always a good thing. Mm-hmm. So. Oh. He has his own little Death Star. Let's, Let's oh, see if I can. Oh, well, there, there you go. Pull it back to you. Pull back, pull back just a little bit. Pull back yep. to you. There we oh. go. Okay. So this is a massaging ball. Okay. Covered in cat fur. Okay. So sure. <laughs> well, okay. So this is a type of massaging ball that's really good, not only for your general muscles, like you can massage it on your shoulder, but the ball, the underneath of your foot. Let's mm-hmm. so, go. If you run or if you have like issues with your foot, you can you just and the nice thing is this uses USB-C connector to charge up uh, with a rechargeable battery. Mm-hmm. So if you just press and hold. It has. Let's see if I can get it. Kind of on a low level there, and then it goes like there's three levels, second level also pulsates, but this is kind of the highest level here. Really nice because so Katie, like we have that cradle thing that Katie recommended, and (laughs) which is nice, but it takes up so much space in the bag. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if that'd be a nice replacement for that for travel. Yeah, it's like the size of a softball, Mm -hmm. and the ball itself is kind of hard. You know, it's hard plastic, but the nubs on it are soft, so you're not like you're stepping on like Legos. So, yeah, it's good just to put down and kind of, if you think about my foot here, after all, we're not giving away feet picks for free, folks. No, no, no. That's over at uh, that's, uh, that's, that, that's on the Patreon. Definitely. That's on the only sword. Yes. The only so source. so you can like put your foot there and just let it kind of roll your foot across it mm-hmm. and get a nice massage going on. The only problem is uh, that I found out is when you're massaging your foot, um, you can accidentally hit the on off button and turn it off mm-hmm. also uh it, it it rolls pretty good so i've been kind of massaging my foot and it kind of starts rolling away yeah. <laughs> and uh if you have bigger dogs they may think this is a toy yeah that could be a problem so um, we have small dogs they it's too big for them mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome but so th- but th- but the neat thing if you look on walmart's website it says it's 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. I got it for five. Wow. How did you do I, that? Clearance section. So mm-hmm. I, I got to go hit the yeah. clearance section because yeah. right now it's saying it's not available uh, mm-hmm. at the Carnegie store. And yeah, I, I did up the mills. But if it's we were, but if, it, if it's a clearance, it may not show up as available. It so probably it won't. So. No, but but like the, the one up the mills has like a clearance out. Mostly it's like all summer stuff now. Yeah. But they had some, they just had this, this here. It was like, okay, this is, you know, I wouldn't have bought it for 30 bucks, Mm -hmm. but it's like, okay, well, even if it's no good, Mm -hmm. it was five bucks. bucks. Yeah. yeah, It's five bucks. USB-C cable's worth five bucks. Exactly. (laughs) With the cable. Yeah, it did. (laughs) If it had a decent one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know about decent, but it came with the cable. Yes. So, (laughs) yeah. So that was like, oh, that's something very nice. (laughs) So just always something to keep in mind in terms of the clearance out. Yep. All right. That is the Fate RX Vibraball. Uh, you can check that out at walmart.com if you, you don't catch it in your clearance section. And it is going for $29.97 over there. Hey, I want to give a shout out to everybody out there watching. Thank you for joining us. We are, of course, here at awesomecast.com. Uh, we are live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, as long as I don't have any travel travels. And I think we'll be good for a while. I think we got a questionable uh, Tuesday in November. Uh, so we we should be good for a while here for the schedule until we get into the holidays. Uh, and of course, please uh, subscribe, follow us, uh, get us at the patreon.com slash awesome cast. 
And we do drop a Patreon uh, uh, exclusive in there whenever we can, uh, you know, relatively weekly, as long as uh, at least somebody can stick around to hear my stories. Uh, and who knows what we're going to research off of those, too. Like, uh, what did we, we... We were just, like, searching how if you could purchase a... A real dinosaur fossil last week was that right? Uh, uh, you know, that was that was a lot of fun, and they were asking AI uh, if we could do that. Uh, we were just kind of playing. It was a lot of fun to kind of do that for a little bit. So, but of course, of course, thank you to our Patreon supporters that are putting in putting a, a, a little bit into the cookie jar for us at the coffee club level. Matt Weller and Cynthia Klosky at the fan of the show level. Michael Fedor, John Diggy DeGore, and Dave Podner, spouse of Roostrulia Fair at RoostruliaFair.com. You guys can also have me plug whatever <laughs> you want for the most part at Patreon.com slash AwesomeCast. Thank you, everybody, that does support the show. All right, let's see what else we have to get in here. I am excited about Raspberry Pi 5. Because you know what? I think I need an upgrade to my RetroPie, guys. <laughs> it is up from the $35 standard of Raspberry Pis. Not that it has been that for a while because of shortages. Up to a massive $60. Uh, so uh, you can go check that out over there. I think you can already order them. Uh, this thing has, I think it's a second HDMI. Uh, they're up to 2.4 gigahertz ARM quad-core 64-bit processor. Uh, new video core uh, 7 GPU. Excuse me. Um, dual HDMI outputs, uh, dual band Wi-Fi, Bluetooth 5, two USB 3s, two USB 2s, gigabit Ethernet, uh, and it's got a PCIe 2.0 interface. And, of course, that, that adds on to a lot more when you put, uh, they call them hats that you can attach to these, these other boards that sit on top of them, like a hat. Uh, so, uh, but then there's a power button, guys. There's a power button this time. So, uh, definitely worth looking at. I, I, I love hearing these things mentioned way between the EV and auto drive workshops, like hearing things like Arduino boards and Raspberry Pis mentioned to do certain functions on the cars is just so wild to me. Um, so I've just heard those in passing with conversation, um, or, or in presentation, I can't remember. Uh, but I know that's come up a couple of times. I'm just like, Hey, I know yo, that's interesting. You know, that you could do that with that. So, but of course they're like any, any other computer. If you, you assign it a task, you know, that's going to be a, a nice, a nice bit for you. Uh, somebody was trying to say something. Um, the hat stands for hardware attached on yes. top. On top, um, yes, like a hat. On top. I love, like I love, I like read, a hat. I read that with these articles. I'm just like, oh, a hat. Oh, okay, yeah. It's just like it's just a hat for the board. You know, it makes a lot of sense. So, um, but no, that these are these are really really helpful. Uh, I think that it's the three that I have, and I'll play almost everything up until like I start having a problem. It starts falling apart in like PlayStation N64 games a little bit. Uh, so, but uh, but no, definitely. Definitely something cool and could be like a, you know, if you have a task, I've seen people use these as, um, there's, there's one you could download. So if it, if you wanted like a video playback device for like what we do here with video production, I've seen those kind of options for it. And I've been thinking about building something like that for that. Uh, so, but no, I, and Chilla, I'm sure you, you have a couple of uses for these. Oh, definitely. Um, I, I actually want to get a new one to your point. I'd like, I kind of, repurpose them as i upgrade and the you know the the nicest one always becomes the retro mm -hmm. device retro gaming device and then the other ones become something else i'm I've feeling the same thing holes i'm feeling the same thing i feel like, um, like you can just probably swap the card between them and you're good to go on the new one right so yeah, and then yeah i've had pretty good luck with that so yeah. it's interesting because like a lot of the other ones there's the pin the pins there's a pin setup for the power button mm -hmm. um so i've gotten let me see if i can find this one so i don't think there's anything like that on the three like you, you, you could have something attached you mean before at least i know that i'm pretty sure the three had one too mm. um the four like you know how there's like the row of pins and you could use it to connect jumper type pins too like an oh, old yeah. school computer that hooked up your power button your reset oh, button yeah. and your leds those. for your i remember like to so read the board and say okay how do i activate this led put this pin in, put this over these pins here like, i remember that 
It's going to be hard to see, but this is like one of my newer builds. Um, but it's a Nintendo, mm-hmm. right? And the the pins are pinned out. So there's a power button on the. Uh, so the the power button. Well, the power button works. actually works as a power button to turn it on, and then the reset button will actually reset it. The cool thing about this um, Nest Pi case, it actually this is the first. The old one, when you flipped up the front, there were more USB ports in here. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't have that, but what it does have is the game cart is a hard drive enclosure, <gasps> and you can put this in, and it's an actual extra hard drive. It's removable nice. in addition to in addition to the uh, memory card that goes in the side there. Nice. So, yeah, so this was one of my I need to find one of those my more enjoyable builds. I love that you can put them in things like that. Um, you know, that they that's... actually give you, they actually have on the bottom, there's like a little case area. Uh-huh. Uh, that does, yeah. That, that, clip that, in that, there. that, that access. Port. But it, you can, you can put more micro SD cards in there. If you want to want to kind of swap them out for, for it to be a, a bunch of different devices. I love it. I love it. Cool. Very cool. Definitely not official by any means. So, no. uh, so yeah, get, uh, let us know. Uh, hit us up on awesomecastlesorgatronmedia.com. Uh, let us know what you would like to do or are doing with your Raspberry Pi or hit us up on the social medias at AwesomeCast. On most platforms, we'll be looking for the responses there. And we are, by the way, on Mastodon. We are on, uh, I think, everything but Blue Sky right now because I, I just need more invite codes, I guess. Uh, so threads, uh, anything like that, find us wherever it makes sense. Reddit, we have some stuff over there, so uh, go hit all that kind of stuff up, too. Potter, you did have a couple of stories in here. Yeah, uh, let me actually do the space one. Okay. So, the FCC... Space trash! Space trash, which is a big deal. Yes. uh, Because it's not just a matter of used satellites, which there's tons of dead satellites up there. And a lot of the early satellites, they thought kind of like when people expanded out west in the 1800s or like, oh, there's just all this open land here. We don't have to worry about trash, refuge, stuff we left. Just throw it out. There's plenty of room. Mm-hmm. So the early satellites were like, well, we got to make sure it goes up. Well, what happens to all the junk that's up there? Eh, it's space. There's Lots of room. It's a lot of space up there. It's, Lots that's of why space it's and space. Called, it's in the name. Exactly. Well, uh, for the uh, orbit you need for satellites, mm-hmm. they're limited. Mm-hmm. You just can't throw anything up there at whatever, or whatever orbit. There are certain orbits you have to be at for stuff to work. It's it's like and, it's like flight control a little bit, right? Yeah. Like exactly, exactly. And to uh, we've all been spoiled by science fiction. You cannot turn quickly in space. No. Changing orbit takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And when satellites and boosters, they have leftover parts, it's going around in orbit 15,000 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, even a little speck of something can cause major damage. We're talking like half a centimeter. Mm-hmm. So less than a half an inch can cause major damage and that's all tracked yeah and i think that's by the uh, u.s government i think as illustrated in the movie the sandra bullock movie gravity pretty much yeah yeah they got that part right yes uh but uh, <laughs> i understand there's a lot of parts they didn't get right <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but they are the fcc starting to say if you're putting something like a communication satellite in space mm-hmm. you have to prepare for deorbiting what happens to all the debris and Dish was just fined $150,000 because they didn't follow the rules mm-hmm. with the dead satellite rule. And the, 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 the biggest issue is it, it, we, if we don't take care of, first of all, deorbiting debris is incredibly hard. The, 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 the distance, in, even though I did say things can get crowded, when you're talking that small, the almost inability to turn when you're in space, the amount of energy it takes us to turn, mm-hmm. uh, trying to actually 
get to the point of, oh, there's a piece of debris. I'm going to fly over and get it. I'm going to fly over and get it. I'm going to fly. You, you, it's impossible to do that. And with satellites crashing into each other, things just being shot up and left over, it's a matter of time. If stuff doesn't get done, we're just going to say we can't launch. There's so much debris up there, it is not safe to launch into space. There's nowhere that we can put stuff yep, that's yep. safe. Where's the window, right? I exactly. Mean, I mean, you know, there won't be. What, what if, you know, I mean, I'm sure this is something that they, they factor in. When you're talking about shuttle launch, like a shuttle has to also, like, they have to find a window for weather. They have to find a w- window mm-hmm. for, well, am I not going to run into a random satellite, you know, for oh, yeah. direct TV? You know, yeah. like, that is real. Because if you did, that would be a problem, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, a, a plane or, or the, the smaller launch vehicles like the uh, capsules, they can e- expend propellant a lot quicker mm-hmm. than, let's say, satellites, which are being up there for, you know, years at a time, because you only need to get up to the space station, which is low Earth orbit. Right. So if you expect you, you put in, you put enough, you put a little extra in like all good engineers do. You have that margin of error. And you get enough where you can maneuver around it. Then you get to the space station. The other problem is you got a big old space station up. That thing is pretty big. Mm-hmm. Moving that thing is a pain in the butt. So if you have a piece of debris and you're having to move this space station, that's a lot of area that you have to move kind of all at once. So you just can't push it up on one side because they're, this thing was connected like like, like a toy set. You know, it was literally, we're launching a small little bit. We're going to connect it to what we have up there. We're going to launch another little bit, connect it up there. It's like Tinker Toys. Mm-hmm. It's how it was put together. You know, build it on Earth, launch it, and shove everything together. So, and of course, we built stuff. The Russians built part. Uh, Japanese Space Agency, European Space Agency, we all built different parts and we had to just kind of shove it all together and make sure it all worked together. Mm-hmm. So if you're moving, you have to kind of hit thrusters in different parts of the station at the same time so nothing torques apart. So hopefully the concern is partially, well, this is a U.S. company so we can find it. Mm-hmm. But if let's say the Japanese, not not Japanese, the Chinese, let's say Indian, are they being as careful? Right. right. This is a global issue. Right. And we can't just say, oh, China, you launched this or you tested an anti-satellite weapon, which they did a couple of years ago, blew up an old satellite and there was all this debris all of a sudden. We can't exactly find them for that. So it's a global issue that's impacting a lot of people. And it's more than just, you know, oh, well, the billionaires won't be able to go off in space. So much of what we depend on depends on satellites. You know, as we as we think about, like, you know, our TV delivery, our Internet, uh, you know, <clears throat> people in the middle of nowhere that, that depend on Starlink. Uh, you know, GPS, like, with GPS, <laughs> yeah. GPS, everybody, just about everybody uses it at this point. And, and right? not, not even, not even GPS to drive you places, but GPS signals to notice when things shift. So they will use GPS sensors on different parts of a roadway or different parts of a bridge to mm-hmm. see if that bridge shifted or not, mm-hmm. or if it moves and, and they'll, you know, they'll, they really good. And, you know, they'll say, Oh, you know, kind of using GPS and they have to correct it. And so a lot of our current movement in the last 20 years or so, mm-hmm. you take away GPS, we lose a lot of that. Cars, car, cars have them built in a lot of cases now too. Mm-hmm. Airplanes, so, airplanes, airplanes yeah. using yeah. an awful lot. Yep. I mean, military people still have to learn navigation by stars as a just in case. Oh yeah. It's like knowing Morse code, right? So like uh, if everything breaks down, you can do this. Right. But, but that's a major thing. I mean, if you follow what's happening in Ukraine right now, Mm -hmm. um, you know, not getting political side, but you have drones, which are pretty much made out of cardboard being used. um, That Russia bought from Iran. 
that's using GPS to basically be guided bombs, and it's made out of pretty much cardboard. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's yeah. So I mean, it is wild. But if, this is, if, this if, is if the, the debris gets that bad, this is the, it impacts everybody. The growing pains of reaching out. You know, I think the only mm-hmm. reason why it doesn't happen much on we don't deal with this on the ocean as much because it's not visible until we have the island of trash. You know, right? Uh, you know, it disappears. Same with same with the satellites. But again, there's only so many levels of orbit orbit that we can use. So mm-hmm. it'll be, it will be. You know, I I think. Sometime within our within the rest of our lifetimes, there will be some sort of international incident involving space, and probably involving satellites like this, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh I, yeah, I, well, I guess they're already about was with the testing that they did, right? But I think yeah. there's going to be something a little more uh, direct, uh, you know, kind of thing. Like, you know, they're going to start crashing into each other because somebody did something wrong or or something like that, or one of these deorbits the wrong way and takes out something vital. You know, starts taking out, it takes out a takes out a direct TV thing, and everybody misses their. Well, I guess they're not Sunday taking anymore, but you get the idea. Uh, so, anyways, uh, very interesting, and we'll keep an eye on that. Chillo, you get to pick the last story. Sorry, you sent me down a whole pie hole. Pie hole. Um, looking at raspberry pie <laughs> stuff. Right in the pie. You can. Hole. You can. You can um. So, are, are you guys having? So, I see that last one. Right, iPhone 15 reported issues are piling up. Five common issues. I, I'm not so. So far, knocking on wood, um, I've seen heat issue, mm-hmm. but only when playing certain games. So let, let let's let's real quick let me run this down for the people listening that haven't read this. So yeah, there's there's been some and and this seems to always happen with new if you get the first iPhone off of the line, like there's going to be a lot of weird stuff going in. Uh the iPhone is allegedly getting way too hot, uh a bug that caused the iPhone to freeze during setup, uh slow and laggy iOS, fingerprint attracting uh case, um new iPhone breaks too easy allegedly. Uh, so, like, that's some of the ideas. But again, this is early manufacturing the, issue. Yeah, and and the 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 bug that causes the freeze during setup, if it's the one that I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. they had that patched by like sure noon Eastern on launch day. Sure, sure. Like, and this article is from like launch day, probably um, on the 26th. Uh, so, I the, the what I've noticed, I updated my Series Eight watch to Watch OS 10. By the way, I did not. I was. I, I stopped paying attention to what's coming in OSs a while ago, um, and and when this updated, it was very dramatic to me. Uh, so I mm-hmm. loved it, but my watch definitely dies a lot quicker. So, but again, this is a new OS. This is probably going to be like we're at a point one release. We'll get to like point two, and it'll probably solve most of the problems, right? So mm-hmm. I, I again, yes, it's a new phone. Yes, you're going to have these problems. Yes, there's a small percentage, but but when there's millions of them out there, that's a lot of people that are going to experience this, right? Um, there, it seems like they they make the same speech every year on Mac Break, uh, with Andy Anako, uh, talking about how like every year this happens and the first one comes out and there's there's like a bounty program, a secret bounty program at Apple where if I come to you with the the iPhone I got last week that just released and there's like something wrong or even if it breaks, they have carte blanche to replace it on the spot so they can send it back and find out what happened, right? Because they mm-hmm. are figuring out like you are they, it is a moving target to figure out manufacturing. Not everything is right off of the off of the line. And you can only catch a certain percentage of problems. And especially, again, mass scale. What they do is unfathomable in most manufacturing situations. That's why Tim Cook is a, is a fucking genius with that. Sorry, I forgot what show this was. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's, but there will be weird stuff. It's hardware. It's software. It's whatever, you know. This is, this is the kind of thing we have to get used to when we work in this space. So. Um, and so much of us do, and that's 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 imagining that the satellites there. Uh, so, um, but I'm interested to see if anybody, you know, I don't mind. I, I know uh, I, I think Katie has hers coming in November. She said last week. I think that's better because 
then you know I'll probably start looking at looking at getting one in November, December before the end of the year, and and at least like they've had a few reps, so you will get you will get a better iPhone in three months than you got last than anybody that than most got last week because it's been through the ringer manufacturing wise, right? So, water. Yeah, you know, when I was talking about the fear mongering early on, mm-hmm. this is the this is why I was talking. Oh yeah, about. this is the, this is over the top, yeah, d- yeah. sensational yeah. headlineism, yeah. isn't it? So now, I mean, now it's they happen. they even they even said that the overheating is an iOS seventeen thing, mm-hmm. and there's going to be now who knows you know they'll say there's a fix, and then they'll say well it didn't fix it or broke something else or something. Software gets buggy. I mean, there's only so much they can test. You know, without getting millions for, yeah. out there. Yeah. Uh, so I would I be mean, interested in knowing what their beta now that now that anyone can participate in the beta. Mm-hmm. I wonder what their beta counts do look like, though. Well, that'd be very oh, interesting. Significantly bigger. Hey, yeah. we got a response from Steve from San Diego. Steve from San Diego, you're on the line. Uh, he, so he, he's talking about there's two islands off the coast of San Diego, about 150 miles out that the Navy uses for a firing range. That's not what I was talking about for the dumps, although those are probably dumps too. Um, potentially, I'm talking about like the thing where all the plastic in the ocean started like com- congealing together into one big trash island that floats uh, on the Pacific Ocean. So that's the one. I don't know. That, I think that's the reason there's no there's no plastic straws in California or something. That between that and the one getting the turtle's nose. Um, so, but, uh, but yeah, no, just to clarify my intention, that's very interesting though. I'm assuming those islands where a lot of things are dumped, have heard some decommissioned spacecrafts are out there. Is that where they put the UFOs? Now we know! Now we know! Oh, man. Chilla, it's good to have you back. It's good to be back. Yes. I can't. I can't wait to hear your new ideas for raspberry pieing. Uh, the raspberry pie face. Your raspberry pie faces. <laughs> yes, your raspberry pie faces. So uh, at Chilla on most of the social medias. Right? John Chilla on the Facebooks. Yes. Talk to him about raspberry pieing, and of course, Dave Potter of the iPhoneography Podcast. Always glad to be on, Sorg. Always glad to yes. be on. Thank you for joining us. Uh, hit him okay. up. He, yep. His feed has some great stuff with a new iPhoning uh, going on. Oh, yeah. You know, so so definitely very very cool. So yep, Prof Pod pretty much everywhere except for uh, TikTok, where I'm Prof Pod PGH. There you go. Would you pay five dollars for TikTok? No ads. No. You know what? Not yet. Because <laughs> I pay for no ads on YouTube. When it becomes a thing that you watch all the time and you want to get rid of ads, you, you start you start asking that question. Hey, I've been seeing a lot of like the stuff about belly fat like over and over again on Instagram. I'm getting kind of tired of it. Okay. Case in point. You know, I maybe I'll rant on this one for sure. Guys, thank you guys so much. You have been our awesome audience. Have an awesome week. 